Hey, hey, this is Sean with the Atlanta Tennis Podcast, powered by Go Tennis. While you're here, please hit that follow button. And after you listen, please share with your friends and teammates. Also, let us know if you have questions or topics you would like us to discuss, and we will add them to our schedule. With that said, let's get started with 10 Minutes of Tennis. This is Sean with Go Tennis and the Atlanta Tennis Podcast. We are, what is this, week three, Justin? We're in week three with... uh, 10 minutes of tennis and today's topic is the right racket for your game so since we only have 10 minutes we don't bother with pleasantries good morning justin what is the right racket for my game i think it's really to decide whether what kind of game style you want to play um i've had many of uh, amateurs uh, come to me and say they want to learn this and they want to learn that. And they want to be more of an all-round or add tools to their toolbox. And the first thing I'll look at is, okay, you know, let's look at your tools. Let's look at your racket. You know, if you've got a very powerful racket, it's not going to be easy to play an all-round player game. Um, you know, that can be argued both ways too. But if you look at the percentages of, if you're on the baseline 90% of the time, well, maybe you need a more powerful racket to drive you know, your, your ground strokes and take advantage. Um, you know, then you can look at Federer and I'll see my man, I've got the hat on, but, you know, he had a very thin beam or player style racket. So, you you know, again, I, I've, out of my 36 years of coaching, I've actually headed more towards a player style racket for everybody, whether it be a junior or a, an adult, to teach them good habits of learning how to use their body take away the power out of their hand and let them learn to feel the ball and control the ball and have plenty of variation. And, you know, you can always go up into a more powerful racket and use all the tools that you have. But if you go the other way around, it's a lot harder to go from power to feel and touch because you're so used to having that power in your hand. So and we were talking about this, this earlier where, I do the same thing where I, I take that beginner player and say, okay, what's the heaviest that you can handle the heaviest players racket I can get you into. Cause it's going to force you to create your own spin. It's going to force you to create your own power. And we hand them that as a beginner. I think that's great advice. And coming up, we're going to talk to Arturo uh, of Technofiber about some of those rackets. And if we're going to take that direction, you know, what, what's a good way to do that. But most of the people that are going to watch this probably already play tennis. So are we are we too late? Like, oh, no, I, I'm I'm screwed. Like, there's nothing I can do because I already have my racket. I already have my game style. But do I really know my game style? And now I have a chicken and egg question. Is right. it too late to change my game? And do I go get the racket that I want the game like, do I go buy that Medvedev racket because I want his game? Is that the reason? That as an example, Technofiber is going to put it in those in those hands to say this is the game style that you want to be. Here's a racket to help you get there. Yeah, I mean, te- technology is always growing, and it's with all companies. Um, they all have something competitive about the graphite and how the ball feels and how it's weighted and how the grip feels. But look, you know, you need to sit with your coach. It's a very important relationship with your coach to say. This is my goal. This is where I'd like to be. You know, is the tool in my hand the right tool? You know, um, I've, I've found people with the grip too thick. 
and they can't learn to generate more out of their wrist because the grip's too thick. So they hit a very flat game and they can't generate more velocity of spin. Players, anyone that grew up in the 80s and 90s like myself, I mean, we were told, you know, one finger and now I'm four and a quarter with an overgrip and I used to be four and a half with an overgrip. So um, the, the rules have changed, the world has changed and you've got to really have a clear relationship or a coach with the knowledge as well. I've seen way too many coaches still teaching like it's in the 80s and 90s, you know, um, knowledge is key. So, um, yeah, and I think same with the rackets. Knowledge is key there as well. Like you've got to try out what feels good. Um, a player style racket and Technofiber and a player style racket in Wilson could be totally different feel. Um, so, again, it's, you know, building that relationship with coaches, building relationship with knowledge of, of um, string tension as well completely changes the racket, the way you hit the ball, the way you feel. Um, you know, I don't know if it's my my own placebo effect, but I'm still at 62, 63 pounds because back in the days, that's what I used to be. And now I still swing away as hard as I can with my federal racket. I'm 50 years old, no problem shoulder, no elbow issues. So it's, you know, a lot of people have that issue too. They're like, well, I've got elbow and I've got this. Well, have a good look at the body, your athletic base. <laughs> and that's probably what's going to affect and help your shoulder. You know? Yeah, and I was just thinking that. I, you don't seem to age like the rest of us because I think what we end up doing is we, as we get older, we, we lower the tension. I need a little bit more. As we get older, we buy the larger head size. I'm not as fast as I used to be. So you being a terrible example of aging, <laughs> we'll, we'll let that go. But I'll, 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 I'll understand that one, and I appreciate <laughs> the compliment. But – it, it's it's you know age driven or body driven or, or what I'm saying is is think about the player but think about who you are and what you want to be. If you want to just improve some things, um, you know it could be you're exactly in the right racket. You just maybe change the tension uh, and 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 coat like work on what you need to work on to increase your toolbox. But if you're looking to reinvent a little bit and change some things up and you know go from a heavy baseliner. To a more all-around game because we are seeing that now. People are coming to the net and you need the mid-court now. Um, you know, a power racket can cause a lot of errors and make it harder on feel. Uh, so, you know, the change-up might be there and it might be very uncomfortable for our six months, but with the right coaching and the right direction, it all can happen. Um, so what's what's my what's your advice if I'm if I'm in a a racket that is for my style. Let's say I'm 45 years old. You know, I'm, I'm talking about a friend, of course. I'm 45 years old and I'm starting to lower, I'm starting to, to lower the tension to get a little bit more because I'm still playing a lot of doubles. I'm mm. still needing to hit the volley, but I need that, I need that feel at the net. Is there a potential of making that switch to say, okay, here's my target. I want to be better at the net, or you know what? I need to be at the baseline. Whichever direction you're going. To add that tool, I like you. You mentioned the toolkit of one of the other ten minutes of tennis, where mm -hmm. we talked about the toolkit. The racket literally is the tool. So yeah. I'll ask again, trying to get a yes or a no kind of an answer. Which one is it? Do I go get a new racket for the game style, or do I maybe adjust tension first and try to work on the game style before I go get the racket? Yeah, I, that that's a small addition. He already has a game. You already can hit a volley bead, like to improve a little bit. Yeah. So I would look at 
whether your bum's out, like maybe athletically, you're not in the right position and you could put more into the ball physically. And then obviously it could be loosen the wrist, could be grip too thick. It could be a whole bunch of things before jumping the racket, right? We'll start uh, with the coach and the technique. Of course, correct. the coach is bad correct. at tennis. Let, let's correct. pretend I'm, I'm okay that's, at tennis. We've already gone a, through all that. Yeah, that's a small addition. If someone came to me and said, I need to be better at my slice, I need to be better in defense, I need to be better at um, come forward and want to attack because all I do is hit big baseline shots and then four shots, it's in or out. I'd be like, okay, then let's maybe play with some different rackets, mm. you know, and see if that game helps with what you've got. Um, so there, there's a whole bunch. I mean, I know we're coming up to 10, 10, but if there was one huge advice after being a Tennis Australia certified talent development coach, I was always, in the, you know, technify was about to come on, but I'm about to explain. There is a huge gap when a junior development between the 24-inch and the 26-inch. I would find a lot of graphite rackets and I would cut them down to 25 to allow the junior to continue to develop their swing because two inches at that age is too far as far as I'm concerned. And it's too expensive for the guys to remodel and build another 25-inch racket. Yeah. But we've seen it in the 19 graphite because juniors were developing earlier instead of the aluminum. So that would be my biggest pitch about racket choices, genes. I like it. Well, let's bring in Arturo with Technifiber and we will ask him that same question <laughs> and uh, see what uh, see what Technifiber does to help. And Technifiber being the example, I know you and I, Justin, have a lot of a lot of experience with Wilson. Uh, but in oh, this it. case, we've got the Technifiber expert that says, hey, here's what we have. Here's what we're doing to get that. I know. And I'll, I'll just jump with the example, Arturo. Do you guys have a graphite 25-inch racket that isn't over $100? Uh, well, depends how much you want to sell it for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we actually we, from profit margin. <laughs> we, we do. We have two. We have the, the T-Fight uh, and the T in the Tempo. So both of those rackets come in 25 and 26 inches. Uh, in fact, our we have a pretty strong tempo that is 26 and a half as well. Uh, but yes, we, we do uh, under a hundred. Uh, again, it just depends how much you, how much the, uh, that pro wants to sell it for that store. Uh, but it's possible. I mean, that one usually retails for like 109. So you're not too far off. I mean, oftentimes you can go to a store and, and find 10 to 20, 15% off um, on racket. So, I mean, you, you, be, you should be around a hundred bucks though, to be honest. Gotcha. So, but what do you tell somebody and, and Justin and I have experienced this as has everybody, especially if you're a parent is, well, why don't I just go to Walmart and get the $15, 25 inch racket? Well, my, I will say, especially at the beginning as juniors and, and all three of us have been coaches. Some of you guys are still coaching. Uh, I used to be. Um, if we put a kid in a racket that is just a terrible experience they are not going to, are, they're not likely to come back. Or, or they're going to come back as like once in a while when, is the, when the weather is 65 degrees and sunny and beautiful, right? They're, or, the, you know what I mean? Or those seasonal players. If we want our kid to become, to tennis to become their, their sport, we got to give them the tools for them to have that. Yep. Kids, adults, 
uh, and obviously we're just talking about kids right now, but that that always the same way it comes to a beginner, right? If you bring him in and say, hey, uh, go to Walmart, Dick's Sporting Goods, and just get a racket, often nine times out of 10, they're going to come back with the wrong racket mm -hmm. uh, because they just don't have that. I mean, I, I was just listening to you guys, uh, you know, on the podcast earlier from 10 on, and the coach is huge, right? Just having that relationship with a coach so that you, he he or she knows your game firsthand and he can help you develop that racket relationship, right? What do you need at the beginning? Maybe what you needed two years ago is not what you need anymore. Uh, and that's not just with high-performance juniors, right? You, you can talk about someone that I know I taught a lot of beginners that made it all the way up to three, five, four level or even higher. Whatever racket I told them when they were beginning is not the same racket that I will tell them three, four years on the road when they were playing 3-0, level. So your racket sometimes has to change if your game improves and, and all those sort of things. But a coach is the, the go-to person that will be able to help you with that. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and again, I also, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm in the business of selling rackets and strings. You don't have to go get the most expensive top-of-the-line racket or string even, right? And again, that's where the coach comes in. You don't have to, let's say someone is beginning or, or look, I have an eight-year-old kid. I have three kids and my oldest is eight. Usually, I wouldn't spend 150 bucks on a racket for him because, you know, he's an eight-year-old boy. I mean, nothing lasts more than a few months in his hand. So, but you don't necessarily have to go with a 25 bucks racket that is going to be a terrible experience for him. Try to find a middle, maybe a secondhand racket. That's where the coach comes in. Maybe a racket that is discounted at the store after talking to your coach because it's last year's model. It's still great. If it's full graphite, one piece racket at 25 inch, go for it, right? You don't have to go buy the best racket that just came out yesterday, right? You don't have that. If you have the means, go for it, right? If you like that and, and you can do that for your child or for your own game, hey, better, better for me, right? But you don't have to do that. Not everyone wants to spend over a hundred bucks for a kid racket or wants to spend a hundred over a hundred bucks for their first racket ever, right? If they are just beginning, there are ways that you can maneuver that and just sort of kind of go, again, the right coach comes, comes into play a lot. And what do you think? I know we do a lot of Technifiber. We, we do a racket exchange program with Tennis for Children, where if you bought a racket from us, we'll exchange a, a racket of similar value as your kid gets older or as your kid gets better. What do you think about Justin's, he mentioned earlier about cutting off two inches of the, I assume you're cutting off the bottom, not the top. <laughs> two inches of the bottom of the handle to give them a, a full size feel, but cut off those couple of inches. That's clearly saving some money. Have you heard of that before, Arturo? That's new to me. Uh, I honestly, I have not. I have heard the opposite of, of making a racket longer. Uh, but, but Justin, you said you're taking, explain that to me because I'm, I wasn't sure if I got that right. So you take a racket that is 27 inches and then cut it down to 25. Yeah, because graphite, of that graphite feel. Yeah, graphite has got better over years in junior development rackets. But okay, back in the days for me, <laughs> there was such a big gap between the twenty-six inch and the twenty-four inch. Yes, that development phase of a player is so huge. I would take an inch off a twenty-six inch and make it twenty-five. Okay, so there wasn't a huge gap 
in the style of racket, but that inch difference helped the development of the swing and kept going. Whereas when you add two inches to a kid uh, and a developing arm, you know, you start to see the shoulder and you start to see them overswing and lose that efficiency and technique. And uh, so I used to cut down, like I said, a 26 to a 25. Gotcha. And once they showed the development of that, I'd move to the 26. That's perfect. Honestly, I had, I, to your point, Justin, we like, for example, Technifier, we don't make graphite rackets below 25 inches. So if right. you're looking for someone that has Danisa 23 inches, for example, my six-year-old, yeah. we don't have an option right now for him to have a full-size graphite racket. Yeah. So what you said, maybe taking a 25-inch and cutting it down to 24, 23 for him, that's mm -hmm. a great – I mean, that's awesome. I might need to just uh, come see you and, and cut off a 25-inch. <laughs> I, I don't trust myself to cut a racket. I don't trust myself to cut a racket. So, but I trust you, Justin. It's very simple. You take the butt off, grind it off to the size, put the butt back on, screw it in and re-grip it. But, the, you know, so but we've got to think about it. the kids' hands only so small too. Yes. Obviously, most of my kids were single-handed, so we didn't have to have two. But but it really did help the development uh, of allowing consistent technique clean because two inches is a big jump. It, it is at that age it's huge yep. i mean which is why you know i grew up with a full-size racket and and adult balls right so, i mean it's it's a miracle that i that i like tennis right it really is right, right. how many and kids were lost because of that there is still a massive argument that a kid should be in a 27 inch as soon as possible there is on the high performance level i've spoken to many great coaches in europe and and they're like, the sooner you can put him in a full size. And I'm like, great. Well done, mate. You talk to the parents and that child at age 20 to 28 with shoulder issues, yes. issues, all this, all the problems in the world because, yes. oh, he got to hit a little more power yeah, at a young age to be the best player. I mean, I, I've seen it over and over again. The injury issues in the age between 20 and 28 that ruin a player's that's the that's the prime time. Yeah. Not freaking eight to twelve years old, and you've got to put them in a big racket because well, can we can we define can we define as soon as possible? Like let's make sure we agree on that because as soon as possible has to include safety and and long-term considerations, right? Height, height, strength of the player, period. Then if there's a very smart coach, he'd be actually trying to restrict it to allow the athletic base and the body to hit the ball versus the racket. We put it off as long as possible. Yes. yes. Put it off as Absolutely. long as possible. Yes. I don't know if I'm right on that, but for some reason I landed on that in, intellectually for me as a human being. Yep. It made, outside of the tennis coach, it, it just made sense. Put it off as long as possible. Yep. Also, you're saving the parents $250 on their new Technofiber racket. I mean, yes. We'll to get them into the racket, but two of them, two of them, because they gotta have one. That's true. We gotta have two. That's true. Yes. Now, for sure. I mean, it's again, it's the racket and the ball, right? Like uh, yeah. I've seen many kids at six, seven year olds playing with regular balls, or yeah. or you know, and we just have to delay that as long as possible. And here's two other things, real quick on that: adult rackets don't have grips, grips thin enough. 
for yeah, the, for the kids to learn and right. develop enough. Yeah. Secondly, the bigger the racket, the the more the grip comes around towards Western. So yeah. you got to drag I, it behind themselves. Yeah, I, I, I was like, yeah, what are you doing, man? Like you trying to have a long term game or just like be the best junior with a big junior a big racket? So um, you know, I I don't know. I can talk high performance as much as you can do. The the internal rotation of the shoulder joint they are developed now where the racket is perpendicular to the ground i can't hit that when i was a kid it was always across the tabletop my shoulder can't get that far anymore like <laughs> but the kids uh, the curious his shoulder joint comes way down yeah uh, and by putting a too big a racket there's just no way you can develop the tools long term to where the game is so racket is Massive subject. <laughs> Knowledge of a coach, massive subject. Yes. <laughs> and absolutely. then Arturo handing them the rackets so they've got the right tool. <laughs> absolutely. No, for sure. I mean, yeah, finding that right coach is so huge, right? But to that point, and I was just thinking about this earlier today. There are just too many Facebook groups out there that you don't have an excuse really to be like, well, I just don't have a, a coach. Like go out there and find the information, yeah. you know, talk to with other people that are maybe already had kids and don't just go and walk into a store with no knowledge because it's possible that you end up with the, and definitely don't walk to a Walmart, Target or Dick's Sporting Good looking for a tennis racket. If Thanks. you do that, I mean, I, I cannot tell you just uh, my, my next door neighbor um, just texted me over the weekend and he he said, do you have a racket for me? Because he had started playing tennis like a year ago and he went to Dick's Sporting Goods or whatever he went and he said, every time I play, it's like this like this shaking throughout my body. Like the, the rack, every time I hit, the racket just shakes and ra rattles and I just gave him a racket and he texted me a couple of days ago and he said, it's like I the first time I played tennis, like he just, it was a different experience. And he saw, I know it takes time to educate and some people are just not used to that, but I'm like, dude, as long as you play tennis, I don't care. I gave him my old racket. I was like, here's my racket, just use it. If you don't like it, it's okay. I got other ones, just just please throw that other racket away. <laughs> like just yep. please do me a favor. And so, yeah, it's crazy how many people go through many years because yep. they don't have a neighbor that is into tennis, right? So it's how do we get more people to understand that is a huge, huge part of playing tennis is maybe the most important part is the right racket to begin with. So Yep. And I, I don't want to go too much on record right now, but please, I wish they would just disappear the aluminum racket. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> Because it, it doesn't give them an experience. The, the racket is doing this in the hand. And we've seen oh. it frame by frame that the yes. frame twists and the kids never really develop. And then as soon as they hit the graphite racket, they go, what the hell have I been doing? Yeah. <laughs> so, I know. It's crazy. And I can help. I can help Sean on this one. This is a great story. Every time a parent says, well, why would I put a $6 graphite racket in the hand right because you can get graphite rackets for about 60 bucks if you look around maybe yeah. 80 tops but 60 80 bucks i turn to the guys and i say well tell you what maybe if you sacrifice 10 to 12 days and no starbucks you can afford your child a graphite racket right that's 100 so they turn to me and go what serious i'm like 
10 to 12 days, what's the investment worth? You know, your child or some coffee each day with sugar. I mean, come on. Like, it'll help your diabetes. It'll help everything. <laughs> yeah, really made a you, it'll help your waistline, and you're just actually putting something that's better, more beneficial for your child. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and same, same with your own racket as an adult, right? Like, like just when you yep. think about it, yeah. I mean, two hundred fifty bucks, you know. But again, you can go to your point, Justin. Two hundred fifty bucks is kind of the going rate. You can probably make that closer to like one fifty to two hundred if you look around. Yeah. But so you can do that. And also, like, when you think about giving up a coffee, you know, for, you know, well, for a month, right, or for, for two weeks, it's not that big of a deal. I also like to, with the guys, some of the guys I used to coach, and they play golf, and they were like, kind of, well, I don't want to uh, spend 250 balls on the racket. It's like, how long, how many clubs do you have right now, golf clubs? And how much your golf club is worth like $2,000 and you don't want to give yourself uh, one racket. Yeah. I'm just keep asking you for one racket. So, but yeah, you, yeah. to your point, Justin, if you break it down into just don't go to Starbucks or don't eat out every weekend, <laughs> right? Like it's not, yeah. you can get there quite quickly. Yeah. And how far do you want to progress and how soon do you want to get there? I mean, it's the American dream. Get me there quick. Come on, convenience. Yes. So have the right tool. It's yes. so simple. I mean, I trust, I trust your coach, trust your coach, and have the right tool. Trust the coach yeah. and I've, develop that relationship. And if you don't have a coach, give me a call. I'll help coach, you. I was say, call, coach, call Go Tennis, call any of us. We'll help you find somebody. Yeah, coach relationship, absolutely crucial on racket choice. And uh, one quick funny story is I live in a billion dollar community and I had a couple. They came out to learn tennis and they walked past their court and they bought two $30 Walmart rackets, 27 inch, and they're hitting away. And I said, okay, hang on a sec. You moved to Puerto Rico to save millions of dollars and you want to buy two $30 Walmart rackets. Right? <laughs> These guys, I won't tell you what company they are, but have a lot of coin. And they said, well, we weren't sure about the investment. We weren't sure how far we were going to invest in this. I was like, you're not going anywhere with those rackets. <laughs> but yes. you know, but so, let's, not, let, let's give them a little grace. They had no idea. It wasn't as though they potentially they weren't being cheap. They might have just not understood the difference. Yeah. You, my my yeah. theory behind it is it doesn't matter how much you can afford. It's what people actually don't understand the difference yes. between an aluminum racket uh. and those and those pressureless cheap balls versus regular three dollar oh. can balls. Just saying right? that hurts my elbow. And yes. and learning how to feel the ball with proper strings and everything. Anyway, it was only two months in that they finally said, "Okay, Justin, show me the difference with a graphite racket and the ball." So I took them out for a demo lesson. And they went from not only ordering $250 rackets each by three <laughs> lessons a week. And then all of a sudden I was like, wow, that's a big investment change. You know? Yes. And they're like, no, we love this. It's like <laughs> that guy specifically is now four years in lesson and is and is now a 4.5 player. Well done. Yeah. So that's great. I mean, that's a great story. That's a great yeah. story. I always go back to those people as to like, well, do you want to have elbow and shoulder pain forever because you 100%. put 30 bucks into a racket instead of 200 bucks? I mean, just think about yeah. what pain is like, you know, we, all of us, I'm sure we've been injured 
And it's like when you have that injury and it's like hard to sleep or hard to pick up your kids or hard to just get out of the car or get out of bed, like that, again, you can just invest just a little more. You don't have to go to the top of the line, just a little more and avoid that. Same with the strings, you know, don't go and get, you know, a super stiff poly when you're a beginner or, or, you know, or, you know, or a kid or even uh, someone that is playing, you know, weekend feelings, right? Like do something that, again, the coach is so key here, right? Like the right rack and the right coach, just to your point earlier, the right grip size. Mm-hmm. And that could either be, if it's too big, you can generate spin. If it's too small, it might give you a tennis elbow. Like you have to really spend some time looking into that. And so and to your point, Justin, if they could disallow aluminum rack, especially like in these places like, well, oh my goodness, it will do so, so good for a game. It will do so good for a game. It will just, people will actually play more. Yeah. So Mike, Mike, Mike Burrell would kill me right now because he'd say, I want rackets in every kid's hand. So it doesn't matter, no matter what aluminum or whatever. Yep. But my theory on a performance perspective and long-term for a kid that really wants you, you hit it right on the, ma- on the nail, uh, Otero. The experience, first experience, is what keeps a kid going. And if you get the graphite bracket, like a 19-inch that Bablat designs, I don't know about anyone else, but they were one of the first to make a 19-inch graphite racket. You get that in the kid's hand, they, they're never going to pick up an aluminum racket again. Yeah. You know, and, and not only that, the earlier the learning velocity, racket head speed, drive, power, feel, you just can't compare the two. No, uh, I'm actually going to go to Technifiber and going to cut off some some 25 inch rackets. <laughs> there you go. Make a bunch of 19, 21, and 23 rackets out of our stock. There you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, guys, I appreciate the time and let's do it again sometime. Well, there you have it. We want to thank rejuvenate.com for use of the studio. And be sure to hit that follow button. For more tennis-related content, you can go to atlantatennispodcast.com. And while you're there, check out our calendar of tennis events, the best deals on Technifiber products, tennis apparel, and more. If you're a coach, director of any racket sports, or just someone who wants to utilize our online shop, contact us about setting up your own shop collection to offer your branded merchandise to the Atlanta tennis world. And with that, we're out. See you next time.